0: Hey, it's Garbage Brain University. I'm Drew Toothpaste.
1: I'm Nally Dean.
0: Today we're talking...
1: Werewolves. Oh, scary. Very spooky for October. Halloween time. We need to talk about something scary for a seasonal episode.
0: (laughs) I like your Dracula (laughs) laugh.
1: Dracula.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. For those that have not listened to the early episodes we did one... On vampires.
1: Uh huh.
0: And we did one on witchcraft.
1: Right. And we did one on something else. Oh, no, that was Rodney. It was, it was the witchcraft episode. We did one on vampires. We did a whole bunch of weird anim- like monsters and stuff.
0: Yeah. So go back in the archives, dig around, check those out. Some of those are for members only. Tough shit. Give us five <laughs> bucks, dumbass.
1: Right, right. Just think
0: about it. Right. So, Natalie, what oh. is a werewolf?
1: <sighs> a werewolf, or occasionally uh lycanthrope is a human with the ability to shapeshift into a wolf and either purposefully or being placed under a curse or affliction so like you're like a werewolf by choice or because you get scratched by a werewolf and you transform in full moon
0: i didn't know that you could willfully wolf out (laughs)
1: I mean, I'm sure you could do, like, some kind of, like, evil spell on yourself or something. I, but, but we watched that horrible Dracula movie yesterday. We watched that Bram Stoker's uh, Dracula from from the early 90s, and that shit was boring as shit. It was really boring as shit, but the only thing that kept me watching it was that the costumes were so good. I liked, I liked looking at everyone's outfits, and that was the only thing that was keeping me going.
0: Yeah. Well, I hope they made their costume money back, because... It was a stinker. Right. What do you want to say? I feel like if you're going to write a movie about a spooky guy who lives in a spooky castle and he traps people and all this cool stuff happens and people hunt the vampire, like, I feel like you had a decent shot to make it exciting. <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty solid framework for an action packed movie full of full of drama and double crosses and intrigue
1: yeah right i remember like before i saw that movie i remember like At a certain point, I worked in this coffee shop that was right next to a bookstore, and so what I would do is every day I would get my tips and then just immediately go to the bookstore and buy, like, a bunch of, like, the cheapest, like, you know, like, the really cheap books that are no longer copyright. Like, so you can can get, like, all of the old classics for really cheap.
0: Oh, you can get, like, a newsprint copy of Tale of Two Cities for 99 cents Yeah, like the
1: Dover Thrift Editions or whatever. And yeah. so I was like, I'm going to use my tip money to, like, improve my brain. And so I read, like, all of that shit. I read, like, all of the classics. I read, like, James Joyce. And I read, like, Voltaire and, like, all this shit, right? And one of the things I read was Dracula. And I was like, okay, I'm going to read Dracula this is going to be good because it's like vampires man it's real dope it was one of the more fucking boring books i've ever read in my entire life oh, it was, was it? really super fucking boring it was way more boring than the movie the movie was like thrill a minute compared to the book
0: I, <laughs> I am saddened to hear that i just always assumed that would that would be good.
1: Well, you know, it's like it's like when you're reading fiction from like the 1800s, it is like just not that good.
0: <laughs> I'm going to be I'm going to be straight up with you. And you know what? I've read so much and I like reading. I like learning things and I like an enjoyable story. Very many works of fiction are not enjoyable. Contemporary works, lots of them suck, especially historical ones. And you know what? All of Shakespeare is bad.
1: Right. Well, my feeling is. All of
0: Charles Dickens. Right. Anything from the 19th century and before 1899. Go read something that some shit stain wrote December 31st, 1899.
1: It sucks. Right. Well, I mean, like, all of the old horror, like, Frankenstein was really boring to read. Like, it's just a product of the time period. I understand what you're saying, how it's, like, not good. (laughs) Like, I don't read Shakespeare and be like, oh, I love it. It's, like, my favorite shit. I have, like, this idea in my head where I feel like I'm obligated to at least understand the reference and i feel like understanding the references of all of like the classic literature makes my day to day life better when i'm able to pick up references like that
0: oh well the thing is i i did read it so i can pick up the references i'm just saying i feel like people go to great lengths to pretend that it's good <laughs> right it's a common reference point, and if people keep referring to it, you have to know what it is so you can communicate effectively.
1: Right. I mean, I'm not saying... Like I said, I I think it's important for you to read stuff that challenges you. I think it's important for you to read things that are, like, a little bit boring in order for you to understand the concepts that that, that piece of work was trying to get across to you. I think that that is, like, something that is supremely good for your brain, and it makes your brain, like, a much cooler thing to use because you're able to like pick up all these different like nuances and you're able to absorb parts of like the human condition that you wouldn't otherwise have access to and etc 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 i'm very much like a book reader and i fucking chew them up i don't give a shit i'll fucking read anything (laughs) that's how i guess that's why i am the way i am
0: you know (laughs) you know what i what i think they really ought to do i really because i I feel like I haven't read any werewolf books. Have you read werewolf books? No. I mean, I could. I feel like we could write a werewolf book. <laughs> uh, I I call the guy Harold because it would be a joke. because be <laughs> right. Could be Harry. Right. I'd <laughs> <laughs> be like, uh, as as Harold turned the key in the lock of his apartment, he turned to find the full glare of the full moon wait is that the is that the werewolf one yeah uh okay i could the new moon the new moon is like oh there's no moon at all right it's a horrible name for when there's moon (laughs)
1: it's like yeah you should just have a little bit of you should just have a little bit of moon on the new moon
0: no i think if it's new you should get the whole thing right Like Pringles.
1: Right. It should be, yeah, right, I agree. I think that the new moon should be the full moon, because it's like you're growing, and the new moon is getting bigger, and then it's bigger, and then you're running out of it, right?
0: Exactly. (laughs) When the moon goes away, I would call that no moon.
1: No moon, yeah. Anyway, (laughs) continue on with your werewolf tale.
0: (laughs) He felt the dim light of the more lit up style of moon glare upon his face, and chills spread through his body for he knew the wolf was about to emerge
1: I, have, I just got the best idea i just got the best idea for a werewolf book what if we wrote a werewolf book <laughs> this is such a good idea what if we wrote a werewolf book about a family who had a dog and on the new moon every month the dog turned into some guy <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um oh, like man. Like the
1: reverse werewolf.
0: <laughs> it just like... Because, <laughs> you know, you just forget about it sometimes, and you'd be, like, watching TV, and then downstairs you'd hear, like, some banging around, and there'd be your guy, would be like, Hey, hey, I'm in the crate.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on, man.
0: <laughs> Give me some freaking shorts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you have him out in the yard while you're at work and he'd be so mad. <laughs> yeah I'm not I've never been like into werewolves like of all the monsters, they are the least interesting to me I, I I used to not care for zombies either, but I feel like the like zombies are like not as like not as boring to me anymore but
0: there was a second. See, there was like a wave, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, where I feel like there was an attempt, and it was a little bit of a forced attempt to create a common culture online. And I feel like this attempt of the common culture included bacon. It included cats that spoke in some sort of pigeon. Right. And it it included zombies. Right. And you used to see... Around the same time that people would put the stick figures on their car for their family, Mm -hmm. you would see people with zombies. At preschool, there was always some other parent. There was a preschool parent, and they had stickers on their car, and it was like, zombies, watch out, zombies. But then they also had a sticker that was like, zombie removal unit. (laughs) So their car loved zombies, and it was also the zombie removal unit. I don't know. I feel like you got a lot going on, man.
1: I think that the thing with internet culture a lot of times is that they will pick up on something they'll choose like a new thing that they like and it just gets repeated and repeated and repeated and it is like the same thing as when you say the same word over and over and over again and then suddenly it doesn't mean anything to you anymore and just is very weird and just and like disconnected from anything like like a real word
0: yeah one of the things I've noticed is that in mass culture, you'll have specific words, such as awesome, that have superlative meanings. Mm -hmm. They mean something specific and something that goes beyond a typical description. And this gets used, and then it gets... Used in an exaggerated sense, and it gets diluted and diluted, and eventually a word means either good or bad. Awesome right. means good. Right. Terrible just means you don't like it. Right. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it's also like the thing where it's like you be like clock, 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 yeah. clock, 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 and eventually you're like you're just making the noise, and it's not a word to you anymore. That is the feeling I get. It's like once everything is zombies, like what is a zombie anymore? is nothing.
0: Well, yeah, and I think that I'm, I'm a person who seeks novelty. Mm-hmm. And there are some people who seek in their media or in their entertainment or in their conversations they have with people, they seek comfort. They seek repetition. And these are just different ways of thinking about the world and thinking about stimuli, right? But I am definitely novelty-seeking. I don't wanna have I don't wanna have the same conversation at length. I'll have small talk with people, that's fine. I would not wanna have the same conversation at length. Like you talk to somebody who's a little addled and they tell you the same story and they don't know that they've told you the same story at mm. length. Very boring. But if you go online and all you see is bacon and chocolate covered bacon and zombies shaped like bacon. Right. Yeah, I think there's a large segment of the people who are absorbing that culture where they're like yes hell yeah that's the stuff I like I just want to see the stuff I like I just want to see that over and over so I don't have to look at other stuff
1: right right
0: it's just a different way of thinking
1: right well I think that we're probably one of the only sets of parents in the world who have really tried to instill in our kid the idea that it's only funny once
0: oh yeah
1: that's like something in our house man it's only funny once like she'll cut a joke and everyone will think it's really fucking hilarious and then she tries it again like it's only funny once man sorry yeah (laughs) we're not gonna laugh at it the second time as much as as much as we did the first time And you're going to get diminishing returns after that point.
0: (laughs) I get it. I mean, I wish there was just a button you could push, right? Right. And just get the same great response every time. Right. (laughs) Make things a lot easier for everyone, wouldn't it?
1: Right, right. So here's the question. So we're going to overlap here this idea. or We're talking about internet culture in regards to, like, monsters and stuff. And our episode today is about werewolves. Here's my question of the day. Is a furry a werewolf? Because, like, once a month, they turn into a wolf. Oh! Oh! Shit! Go hang out off the other wall with man.
0: They do. I think a furry is
1: non-violent werewolves.
0: I think a furry is probably spiritually a werewolf. Right. To be a werewolf, do you just have to be like evil and destructive?
1: Okay, so like usually yes, but in some cultures like in Latvia and Lithuania, they have werewolves that are nice to humans and they will bring them presents and they will protect humans from vampires. And there were actually like, the idea of the werewolf protecting humans from vampires was like in Twilight. Oh, really? Yeah, so. We gotta watch. We haven't watched that. We should do an episode on Twilight. I always like you know I really do like talking about pop culture like 20 years after it was (laughs) rolled.
0: I feel like you cannot really get a good read on that stuff until it's already done burned through because you don't live in a vacuum right and so it's impossible to enjoy something for what it is unless you either are detached from like common opinions about it however you manage to make that happen or you just wait like 20-25 years later and go back and watch it then
1: Right. I feel like I don't want to talk about pop culture until it's over and done with because I'm not here to give you fuckers free promotion. I'm not going to tell you to tune into the new season of Rick and Morty. Like, No, I'm not going to. But perhaps in 2035, we'll do a Garbage Band University episode about Rick and Morty.
0: (laughs) I think also at a later time, it's easy to see... something is stylized Mm -hmm. like if you were viewing something through the lens of what everything looks like now I think you would miss out on some of the stylistic choices that are made where you might not even be aware it's a stylistic choice but 20 years down the line when things are edited and shot differently you would say wow that was really a deliberate choice that they made to to do this scene in a certain way or whatever and so it's a lot it's a lot more interesting to look at stuff after the fact i think
1: i think everything is always better to look at in hindsight like that's what i've been saying about the pandemic i'm gonna be very very interested to read about the pandemic in like 20 years
0: yeah i don't want to i don't want to read about it now and one of the things i just personally don't want to see don't show me little guys on tv running around with their masks and don't put rick and morty in the masks (laughs) right So, Natalie, who invented werewolves?
1: Werewolves are a concept in European folklore. And so they were related to Christian interpretation of European folklore during the medieval period. And so there were werewolf beliefs back then, and they then spread into the New World when colonialism spread over. Believing in werewolves was kind of related to believing in witches in the late Middle Ages and so that was they were kind of like hand in hand i guess
0: so witch hunt werewolf hunt
1: <laughs> yeah yeah would right.
0: they persecute people and say they were werewolves
1: there was persecution of werewolves and like there were accusations of like Hanthropy in a lot of the witchcraft trials like there would be a sprinkling of lycanthropes with all the witches
0: Okay.
1: And so they would accuse people of lycanthropy, but they would also accuse witches of wolf riding or wolf charming and and shit like that. And so they were like part of the same thing like you're a witch and you're a wolf charmer and you're white riding wolves and we're gonna poke you with this stick until you give us some names and then you're like uh andy's my wolf (laughs) and they're like oh bring andy in on some lycanthropy
0: charges it's that same cop shit that cops always been doing since the beginning of fucking time right What they do is they throw you in the creek and if
1: you don't turn into a wolf, they're
0: like, shit, he was no werewolf.
1: Right. There was a guy named Peter Stump who was apparently put on trial for being a werewolf. And that was like the peak of interest and also the peak in persecution of werewolves. And that occurred in 1589. Okay. And it persisted the longest in Bavaria and Austria where they had wolf charmers and they would persecute people for it into the the 1650s and the last cases on record of people being put on on trial for being a werewolf were in the 18th century
0: well in europe and we talked about this some in our episode about people getting eaten by animals in europe particularly in eastern europe and like in russia which i mean part of russia is in europe Mm -hmm. feral wolves are a problem or at least were like up into the 50s like, if you were out, you could very well get eaten by a fucking wild wolf. Mm-hmm. Or you could at least get attacked and get fucked up, right? Right. I'm sure that was the origin of Little Red Riding Hood, riding through a forest in Germany or wherever the hell she was from. Right. Switzerland?
1: Right. And so they had all these folklore stories of werewolves, and then, like, when people started doing gothic horror in, like, the 1800s, and they started putting werewolves in their stories because they had, like, the folklore they were based things off of.
0: Still seems like it's more of a stretch than other freaky occurrences like witchcraft.
1: I mean witchcraft is real. Like, people do practice witchcraft.
0: Yeah, yeah, <coughs> I know. I mean, the stretch of, like, witchcrafting something bad happening. Right. Like, something specifically bad happening.
1: Right. I mean, werewolves, I th- on my scale of believability, werewolves are less believable to me than vampires, and I believe vampires ranked, like, a zero on my scale.
0: No. Yeah, vampires. vampires aren't real. We pretty much drew that out. There were maybe some people who had a disease, but mostly it was just standard issue scary time.
1: Right, right.
0: Werewolves, I think. It's a it's a great visual image, although I'm not sure when I think about a man transmuting into a werewolf. I don't know if I'm thinking about depictions I've seen I don't think I'm just envisioning it in my mind's eye truly independently from the movie Teen Wolf, for example. (laughs) Right. uh Was Michael J. Fox a werewolf? Wasn't that the thing? He was a teen and then he was a werewolf. And so he would be an upright like wolf man, but he was still wearing his football varsity jacket. Right, right. Seemed like, I don't remember. I actually, I don't know if I ever saw it. I feel like maybe I saw the VHS tape cover and I just assumed that I got what was gonna happen
1: yeah yeah, i
0: never checked it out i was like well the cover tells you what it's all about
1: that's (laughs) that's
0: the money shot right there is michael j fox covered in hair also in the football jacket
1: right right i mean i yeah i i I don't think i ever watched a werewolf movie (laughs) they are just like very it's a very silly concept to me the idea of like a guy who's like totally normal like 29 days a month and then on that yeah. one night watch out he's a dog now <laughs> he's a mean dog but in, or isn't there like the idea that these guys who are werewolves they're like oh no like they're it's like they don't enjoy it i don't think
0: well i think there's the idea that it's an affliction yeah and they they don't want to go harm people but then when it when it hits they get the bloodlust.
1: right I know that feel. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think I've ever had bloodlust.
0: <laughs> I would honestly, I would say I've. Bloodlust is an emotion I've never had. Bloodlust and wanting to cry. Sometimes people say, want a good cry? Click on this. And I'm like, no. <laughs> right. No and no. Right. Bloodlust. Want some bloodlust? Click on this. I might. Like,
1: I don't want the lust for blood. Yuck. I think <laughs> I think they
0: tried to do bloodlust. I think they tried to I think they tried to make us go a little crazy for blood, but I couldn't tell if it was to drive in money. But do you remember Coney? Coney oh, yeah. twenty twelve where they yeah. where they were like, Hey, everybody needs to get really mad about this. This guy is so fucking wild, man, and he has child soldiers, don't you hate it? And everybody's like, Yeah, I mean I guess well,
1: yeah, what am I supposed to do about it? What's anyone yeah. supposed to do about it? Stop having child soldiers. And then he'll be like, oh, sorry, my bad.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was clearly really, really bad. And then they wrote it up and they're like, check out how bad it is to be a child soldier. Like,
1: yeah, I get it. I kind of knew that already, though. I mean, I was aware that that was bad already. What do I know? It's dumb, dumb. So. There are references of guys changing into wolves in ancient Greek literature and mythology. Herodotus wrote about a tribe in Scythia, which I don't know where that is, who all turned into wolves once a year for a few days and then changed back in people. That seems like an even better deal than just once
0: a month. Yeah, a little Saturnalia type right, deal. Yeah. Right. Go wild for a week.
1: Yeah. So here's okay, so here's my thing. Okay, so I I have this idea where Absolutely everything is true, like a little bit. Like, there is a grain of truth in everything. You'll read some shit and it's like crazy, but there's going to be something in there that is like not totally fucking 100% wrong, right?
0: There has to be a grain of truth for a story to perpetuate and to seem plausible to people at the time.
1: Right. And so when I, but when I see something like this where, in ancient Greece, they were talking about it. And in all these different time periods, people had, like, stories of people doing it. It does make me... It does give me pause. I'm like, well, so why is everyone talking about it? There oh. has to be a th- something. What is the thing that is making people say this?
0: Okay. Ancient Greek, they had a tribe in Scythia. hmm And they all, just for several days, once a year... They all transformed into wolves mm-hmm. just for a few days. Mm-hmm. That's called a fur con.
1: Right. But, I mean... There
0: was a, it was an ancient furry tradition. They would get together, they would suck and fuck, and then they would go back to their regular lives.
1: Right. But, I mean, there's people... I, I understand what you're saying. It, it, that was a fur con. But it, the, the stories of the werewolves continued on... Uh, I mentioned Herodotus. There was Pausanias who talked about King Lycaon of Arcadia who transformed into a wolf because he sacrificed a child to Zeus. And there was Demarcus of Parhassia who turned into a wolf. There's like all kinds of these stories. And they all all these different stories of all these different uh, werewolves in ancient Greece. They all had sacrificed human children or eaten the entrails of a human child who was sacrificed to Zeus Lycaeus. So I imagine that would be like the wolf the wolf version of Zeus.
0: Wolf Zeus? Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: you That's definitely somebody you would see at a at a convention. <laughs> like a big upright wolf with big right. big fuzzy paws and he's also wearing a toga. That's 100% plausible. Yeah. <laughs> Like Greek Zootopia,
1: right? Uh, Pliny the Elder talked about lycanthropy. Virgil talked about like, lycanthropy. Augustine of Hippo talked about lycanthropy and werewolves and stuff. And so people were talking about it who were like pretty smart guys. If, if but that's so that's so interesting. And I mean,
0: like Pliny the Elder. I mean, you're talking about people who are historians.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Virgil, people who wrote like epics and stuff that were considered to be historical documents that showed what people were doing at the time. Right. If they're all mentioning that there's werewolves Right. What are so so here's a question. So they're all mentioning werewolves. Let's say that they're being flowery or they're they're using it as a metaphor. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, when Drake drops his album, he doesn't have to pick it up. That's a metaphor. Right. So, when they're talking about people turning into wolves, do you think they mean a spiritual werewolf like form of human but their mind has transformed to wolf mind
1: maybe i mean there has to be something that that makes them believe that because these guys weren't stupid like they were doing the pythagorean theorem and shit they they had their handle on like thinking about stuff
0: yeah i yeah i mean i guess also in hindsight in hindsight the pythagorean theorem Seems a little easy to me. But maybe that's because we already know. I mean, if if it wasn't around and then you came up with yeah. it, that might be like, oh,
1: shit. I mean, that's a, that's a thought train you have to get on if you're the person that thinks up something like that.
0: Yeah. Listen to this shit. I've got a triangle, and I've got three squares, and the three squares fit perfectly on the triangle. What now? (laughs) Three, four, five.
1: (laughs) A squared plus B squared equals C squared. Think about it, dum-dum. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, it's obvious.
0: (laughs) They're like, Pythagoras, that's so far-fetched, are you sure? And he goes, well... It's just a theorem.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So I want to talk about what happens when you're a werewolf and how you get to be a werewolf and how you get out of this pickle.
0: Okay. Okay. So. I guess I never really, I think I just always assumed It was a vampire situation where you get bitten and then you get the disease.
1: Right, right. Is that true? You're stricken. Um, Well, I think that it varies with stories. It might be a temporary transformation or a permanent transformation. Um, The werewolf might be the man metamorphosed. It may be his double. So I suppose that it's possible that you could have a doppelganger that is the wolf. Okay. And it might be his soul, which leaves his body as like an astral projection and acts as a wolf. He might be in a trance and behave like that. It might be a familiar spirit associated with him that is, is doing this for him. It, it varies with, between the stories. Okay. The European folklore werewolves, you could tell they're were werewolves even when they weren't wolfed out. Right. And so they had, like, signs, like, oh, I could tell that he's a werewolf. So one of the signs was having a monobrow. Hmm. Having curved fingernails, having your ears set low on your head, having your arms real swingy when you're walking around.
0: <laughs> swingy yeah. arms? Yeah. This sounds very much like phrenology.
1: Right. And so they the way they would check and see if you're a werewolf is that they would cut you because they would say that if you, they cut a werewolf when he was in man form and they looked inside the cut, they would be able to see all the dog fur. <laughs>
0: Well, that's that's good because nobody likes to get experimentally cut up, but <laughs> I would venture to say that very few people had dog fur inside of them.
1: Right. In Russia, they thought that you could tell a werewolf because they would have bristles under their tongue.
0: Oh, that's an easy check. Yeah. That's an easy check.
1: Eh, Yeah, or not werewolf. If
0: uh, the bristles you do not see, then the werewolf you do not be.
1: (laughs) Right, right. Um, The way the werewolves look when they're in animal form is different between different folklore, right? The most distinguishable trait from ordinary wolves, like you could have a werewolf that looks exactly like a wolf, but you could tell it's a werewolf because it doesn't have a tail. Oh, OK. And sometimes they will be larger and sometimes they will look like they have human eyes and they can talk. OK. In Sweden, they said that a werewolf could be distinguished from a regular wolf because it would run on three legs and hold the fourth one backwards. So it looked like it had a tail to throw you off.
0: OK. So, OK. So it would be more wolf like and much less human. It would just be like a wolf with human eyes, maybe. Uh
1: Right. It wouldn't be like a stand up dude, like with hairy dude.
0: That's what. Yeah, that's what face. you always think of. Yeah. yeah, dog face.
1: The dog face man who's like super hulked out. That's what with I always
0: the, think. Yeah, of. Yeah, super ripped with claws. <laughs> with claws. Yeah. I'm
1: a werewolf. <laughs> well,
0: that's that's the thing. Is there was the guy from the X Men or whatever from uh Wolverine. Wolverine, but a Wolverine is not like a werewolf. A Wolverine is just like a dumb little shit. A Wolverine is a dumb little turd. I don't understand why they. Gave him the big cost they should have called him werewolf that's the dumbest fucking thing
1: right wolverines are just like badgers
0: yeah they're just little shits right they're just little stinky guys right they probably live in a hole and they probably just eat your garbage
1: <laughs> well i mean i eat my garbage too before i throw the leftovers away <laughs> <laughs>
0: Spiritually, I am a wolverine.
1: <laughs> I know we all live in a hole <laughs> in some way. So a universal trait in medieval Europe was that they said that werewolves would devour recently buried corpses. And that was something that was documented extensively. And that was documented up into the 19th century. And also they would believe that after the werewolf went back to being a human guy, Right. Yeah. They would be very weak and like wore out and debilitated, and they would have like nervous depression. Like they would have like a depressive episode like immediately afterwards, and so you could tell a werewolf if he if he had like recurring depression every month. But uh,
0: doesn't that almost make it seem more like wolfing out is more of just like a manic state rather than actually transmuting? Right. I mean, the idea like, wow, this guy's going to go totally crazy and he's going to stay up all night whiling out. And then when he's done, he has a depressive episode. Well... Nothing in the DSM about this one.
1: Right, right. I think that probably back then, people probably didn't have depression like a whole lot like they do now.
0: I think it's impossible to say.
1: Yeah, it's impossible to say. I think that everybody has depression now. Well,
0: (laughs) I also think that we have a very poor understanding of the human mind and all of these disorders... Are ways to try to figure out what is going on. I'm saying people who have, you know, a medical condition, obviously you have it, but I also feel like if we really knew what was happening, then we'd be able to fix it. And people with depression are are still not treated very well and do not get efficacious treatment that relieves their depression very often or to any great degree right a lot of the time so i think it's possible that aspects of our modern life exacerbate it but i think maybe we'll find out what it is one day it'll have a different name maybe it'll be called porphyria (laughs) that would be cool just get a little get a little of that sweet blood
1: right you see a little blood is fine
0: You feeling a little like Garfield on Monday? Get you some of our sweet blood, baby.
1: (laughs) A little extra blood for you on your special day. So there are various ways of becoming a werewolf. The easiest way to become a werewolf is you take your clothes off and you put on a belt made out of wolf skin.
0: And that does it? Uh Uh-huh.
1: And that is like, that is the most easiest way to do it. Like, I want to take a wolf form, man. I'm going to... Get naked and put on my wolf belt. Okay,
0: hold on, hold on. So, so is putting on the wolf belt you symbolically turning into the wolf, or is that what induces uh, you to wolf out?
1: I think that's what induces you to wolf out. Having so that wolf act- skin against your bear skin. It's whoosh, wolf, wolf
0: time. Wolf skin on my skin. It's wolf time for wolf cry. <laughs> Right. <laughs> if I was a werewolf, I'd probably have a little tune like that. I'd kind of get in my head and kind of sing that a little bit while I was looking. Yeah, I'd be looking for my wolf belt. Like I got. I thought. I what I thought I did is I thought I looped the end through the buckle and then I hung that on my clothes rack so it wouldn't fall off. But fucking, I don't know. Somebody. I think my kid was in here.
1: I took it and I hid it because I hate when you do wolf time <laughs> and do wolf crime. <laughs> I was hoping you'd forget about it if you didn't see it hanging on the back of the door. <laughs> just like the hammer.
0: <laughs> I, know, I had a, uh, hey, I had a little, I had a little belt that was like made of wolf skin or something. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> that's like when, that's like when your mom hates your t-shirt when you're a teen, your mom just like chucks your t-shirt and just gives you your laundry back without the t-shirt. <laughs>
1: Yeah, my mom never did that because she didn't give a shit. So, <laughs> you can also make a salve and rub the salve on yourself.
0: Do you, you make the salve out of wolf?
1: It, it just says magic salve. It doesn't give me a recipe, otherwise I'd tell you all about it. But it probably involves, like, fat from a wolf or something like that and, like, spitting it and whatever.
0: Gosh, that's so gross. Just
1: put the blood. just take it from me. Put the belt on. <laughs> You can become a werewolf by drinking rainwater out of the footprint of a wolf. Wow. Or there are also enchanted streams where you could drink from the enchanted stream and metamorphize into a wolf wolf body. <laughs> okay
0: the whole the whole stream
1: yeah uh
0: any of the water out of that stream will wolf
1: you up um there is a incantation in russia that will turn you into a werewolf in italy france and germany they said that you could turn into a werewolf on wednesday or friday If you slept outside on a summer night with a full moon directly shining on your face.
0: Okay. So you get the full moon back in the equation. Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: You had to sleep outside, though.
0: That would make... I I mean, that bright light in your face, though, that would make you mad. You wouldn't get good sleep. You'd wake up in the morning and you'd be irritated. And then somebody would be like, what's wrong? Did you turn into a werewolf? And you're like, maybe I did.
1: Right. Um, Sometimes they said that you would transform into a werewolf because you had... Had a satanic alliance, and you had a craving for human flesh, and taking on a uh, wolf form made it a lot easier for you to get that meat.
0: Okay, okay. So they, so your bloodlust was so strong, you just you willed yourself to change form. I get it. Mm-hmm.
1: There were ideas that people who were magicians could create a wolf familiar and send them out into the world in order to do wolf shit and kill people. Right? Okay. Um. They would say that witches were able to do that kind of stuff too. Sometimes they said that people would be afflicted with like cancer pee as like divine punishment. And so God was mad at you. There was Lycaon who was turned into a wolf by Zeus as punishment for killing one of his kids. Okay. And serving his kids' remains to the gods for dinner. That sounds like a really bad idea.
0: That seems like tempting fate.
1: Right, right. They said that people who were excommunicated from the Catholic Church were werewolves. That's my mom. She's a werewolf. Ooh, okay. Think about it. <laughs> There were some Christian saints who transformed into werewolves.
0: Was that considered one of their miracles? Or was that just like it's stuff- just
1: like side projects, I guess. <laughs> they said that all they, they said that all angels, whether they're good or bad, have the power of transmuting. And they have also the power to transmute your body. And so you could be like possessed by like, an angelic being and turned into a wolf.
0: Okay, so why is it? A lot of this stuff seems like it doesn't have to do with wolf. The bloodlust and, like, the specific lycanthropy and drinking rainwater out of a wolf's footprint, I really like that. Yeah, yeah. That's probably my favorite way.
1: I like suck not very much water. It's, like, not very... It doesn't seem like it would have be been worth it.
0: And... My gosh, you have to go out looking for it.
1: Uh-huh. And
0: also, it seems a little bit like a koan. Mm-hmm. Because if a wolf leaves a footprint and then it rains, the footprint washes away. I you're just a good footprint. You're just out there sucking puddles.
1: Right, puddle sucker. <laughs> sipping upon a dog-flavored puddle. Sounds great. There was an 80-year-old man named Theis in 1692 who testified under oath that he and other werewolves were hounds of God. And he claimed they were warriors who descended into hell to battle with the demons and shit down there, right? Yeah. And... Their efforts as hounds of God ensured that the devil did not carry off all of the grain from all of the crops down into hell. And so he, he said that he was doing like great work protect, protecting the community. By being a dog with all of his friends. And he was absolutely adamant about all of his assertions. And he said that there were werewolves in Germany and Russia. And they were all doing battle with the devil's minions. And they said that when werewolves died, they would go to heaven because they were protecting everybody. And then he was sentenced to 10 lashes, so they whipped him 10 times because uh, they said he was practicing idolatry and had superstitious beliefs.
0: Mm, they're right. They shouldn't have hit him, though. Yeah.
1: Just They had to do something. They had him uh... there. <laughs> he was lucky. In 1692, he was pretty lucky. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, a buddy of mine said something a couple of weeks back, and I've been thinking about it basically every day since. He said this. He said, you know, there's a little part of everybody's brain that's a cop. Don't let that part out. (laughs) Right. Never do what that part of your brain tells you to do. You don't need to be a cop. Everybody has a little Freud called it the (laughs) superego.
1: Right. (laughs) That's one thing that I always try to suppress in myself is my inner cop. I'm not here to take tabs at what everyone's doing and like wag my finger. So, you know what? Some people are here to fuck up.
0: And you know <laughs> I think there's some I think there's something very important in that that I don't that I don't believe that I've thought about until until he said that, which is that you know it's not something you are or you aren't, it's something that you choose to exercise and the more you choose To carry out this behavior, the more it influences your personality and the more you reinforce your inner cop. Right. If you reject your inner cop, you are choosing being pro-social and you're choosing forgiveness and kindness over what a a little petty, you know, red-faced little piggy boy inside your brain wants you to do.
1: Yeah, right. Right.
0: Always deny the cop. Right. Do not give in to cop.
1: And you know what? I think that something that everyone needs to accept into themselves is the idea that you could be wrong. You just don't know it yet.
0: It's absolutely true. I
1: absolutely, completely 100% hundred percent aware that I might be wrong at any moment. It's entirely possible. And so I'm not gonna take my little wrong ideas that is that are going to be proven wrong like in an hour or two and and then start like hollering at people and being like, you're Bob, blah, blah, blah. I'm always right. I'm absolutely not always right. I'm absolutely not the arbiter of fuck all. <laughs> like people need to have like a little bit of sense of like, you know what? nobody's perfect and especially not you. Especially not me.
0: I I think just letting it go is a great philosophy. You just gotta let it go. If I were to catch a werewolf out in my yard, just out there crazed with bloodlust, wearing that little wolf belt that I lost, I know where he got it. <laughs> Somebody took my wolf belt and threw it out in the yard. And that guy who was a dog for 27 days found it. <laughs> Long story, he turned into a naked person, he put on a belt. It was the only item of clothing he could find. Now he's a weir human turned (laughs) werewolf.
1: Right, now he's a dog with no tail. So, okay, so you're a werewolf. Bad news. The diagnosis is in. Yeah. You're a werewolf. What are you going to do? There are all kinds of treatments. One of the treatments that they would do in ancient Greece, and ancient Rome, they thought that you just needed to work out a whole bunch. And if you just work out a whole bunch, you get a bunch of exercise and you get real tired, it would cure you of being a werewolf. Oh, sweet. That's easy. That's and good. so you would be subjected to long periods of physical activity in the hopes of being purged of your wolf body.
0: Well, so this almost lends credence to the idea that wolfing out is just a is just a metaphor for like uncontrolled or, or manic behavior. Right. You know, you get some exercise, you get too tired out to really Totally bug out. Mm
1: -hmm. The reason they thought that that was the thing is that... They were like, oh, when these werewolves come back home, they're always all so tired out and worn out. Maybe if we wear them out ahead of time, they will not have the energy to be the wolf. Yeah, yeah. Be, like, proactive. That sounds like, That's pretty sound reasoning. That sounds pretty good. In medieval Europe, they would say that there were a few different ways that you can cure someone of lycanthropy. You could use medicine, which would typically be wolf's bane. Oh. The herb.
0: Yeah, that that would be what you'd want to use.
1: There was surgery you could have. <laughs> you could be exercised with a exorcise, not exercise. Yeah, yeah. So either way will work. Um most of the ways they would cure you would kill you though. Oh
0: yeah. You know, you know what I would do if I were presented with the bindle of Wolf's bane, I would simply say, who cares? <laughs>
1: it's fine um in Sicily they said that you could cure somebody of being a werewolf by hitting them in the forehead with a knife
0: <laughs> that otherwise known as stabbing uh-huh.
1: Also, uh, or do they
0: mean, like, holding it by the blade and, like, thunking the handle on
1: their head? <laughs> it's not clear. It says striking it on the forehead. Gosh. Also in Sicily, they said that you could cure someone being a werewolf by sticking nails in their hands. They just poking their hands with nails. Oh, Kind of like the G's, but a little bit.
0: Yeah, that is. Stig- kind of like stigmata. Yeah. Huh? Uh,
1: um, in Germany, they said a werewolf could be cured if you address it three times by its Christian name. So just be like, oh, there's a wolf. Joe, Joe, Joe! And he'd be like, oh, sorry about it. I'm done. Right?
0: Natalie, 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 oh. give me my wolf belt back.
1: <laughs> uh, there was a Danish belief that you could scold a werewolf and that was enough to do it. Stop it. Hey! Don't do not do that anymore. I don't like it.
0: Now, what are you doing you now? You should
1: be ashamed of yourself. Look at you. You're a dog now. This is too much. Everyone, the bright moon that should be called New Moon is
0: out now and everybody can see your ass, no tail, because of the moonlight.
1: You've really gone beyond the beyonds. <laughs> Uh, you could also make the werewolf convert to Christianity, and they would also say that they could take a devotion to St. Hubert, and that would also cure you from lycanthropy or protect you from werewolves.
0: You know- St. Hubert. Converting a werewolf to Christianity- to make it stop being a werewolf is like... Seems like a pretty classic exorcisty type of remedy. But I feel like I know too much about the world. I don't think that would work. No. Because all you would do is you would have a Christian werewolf.
1: <laughs>
0: and he would be out there howling and shit. And he would come upon his victim. And he would be like, hey, so where do you go to church?
1: <laughs> you want to go to youth group later?
0: Uh... We're gonna go to the Aquabash show.
1: <laughs> Man, did your friend ever make you go to church with you? Yeah. <laughs> I only felt for that one I only fell for that one time. <laughs> yeah. My family always went to like Roman Catholic church, which is very much like not a party dime, right? Yeah. You better fucking kneel, stand, kneel, sit, kneel, sit, stand. That's it, right? Yeah. Eat the cookie, right? That's it. The one time I fell for the fucking come to church with my family trick, it was some crazy speaking in tongues church. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Because I was like a kid. And so I had never seen such a thing. I thought you're supposed to sit there and shut up at church. And these people were losing their minds. They were doing like all the speaking in tongues and like that weird like shuffling and dancing around and like
0: They got the spirit in them? Yeah, they had doing the spirit all that. holy roller.
1: Roll yeah, they were like they got the spirit and they're like oh, <laughs> Doing all their weird shit and I was like, What is happening? And I was like, I'm never going to I'm never going to church with anyone ever again. Don't no, they that's <laughs> That's wild. I didn't
0: know they would do that in the city.
1: It was like a little bit outside of the city. We had to yeah, drive probably, We had to drive outside of the city a little bit. Probably zoning. Yeah, they were like, this is not cool. And then, <laughs> yeah, it was a weird scene. It was very weird. And, and like, you go to that kind of place and it's like not your bag and you feel real awkward. You're like, I'm not going to fake it. No. I'm going to sit here and be very, very, very quiet. I'm just. <laughs> I'm not taking up with anything. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna play, I'm not here, don't look at me.
1: Right, right, you guys do your thing, it's fine, I'm not gonna interfere. Let's wrap it up. (laughs) (laughs) Sound off in the Discord, you like speaking tongues?
0: Well, I bet that probably reinforced, if not your belief in Judeo-Christianity, then at least your feeling for the Latin Mass, which is cool.
1: Latin Mass is Which is cool. Yeah.
0: It's objectively cool.
1: Right. And it's, like, it's, like, very much more of a meditative kind of, of experience than speaking in tongues because you're sitting there and you're listening to the guy. You don't understand anything he's saying. It's just, like, a very spooky sound and you're in, like, a very echoey building made out of stone with some great windows and just, like, spirit of sanctity and all this other bullshit. You're like, this is all right. It's fine. But, like, it's not taking turns going up on stage and hollering and, like, clogging. <laughs> <laughs> totally different scene so i've, n-
0: I've n- no i've never been to any church like that you've no, only been to catholic
1: we're... church haven't I mean. you
0: yeah i think when i got tricked into going to church i think i got tricked into going to catholic church right it was pretty it was but it was like vatican too catholic church so they had guitars just, and stuff no uh, no guitars let <laughs> us pray it was just that it was just
1: <laughs> the lord is with you and also with you <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah there was one time when you had to hold hands
1: peace be with you
0: yeah you had to you had to hold hands <laughs> but it was very uh it was very subdued it was in english
1: right right
0: i had already by that point i had gone to catholic school for many years so like i don't know if my friend thought that he was pulling a coup or his, or my friend's parents i mean It didn't strike me as evangelical. It just struck me as like, well, if you come with us, you can hang out with your buddy for longer because he has to go to church. (laughs) It was very practical. I'm sure when you got taken to the Holy Rollers, I'm sure there was a little bit of join us. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, right, right. There are some other ways of turning into a werewolf. Did you know that you could be born as the seventh son of a seventh son? Really? That would make you a werewolf. Wasn't your dad a seventh son?
0: No, he was number eight. Oh,
1: shit. My, his...
0: my uncle was the seventh son. <laughs> no. did, he have,
1: did he have seven sons or seven children?
0: My uncle?
1: Yeah, your are se- seventh.
0: No, he had, he had two children.
1: I was like, he quit before oh, he turned spooky. <laughs> they never got to the werewolf. <laughs> they quit while they were ahead. <laughs> uh, you can eat wolf meat, which sounds this is gross to me. Ooh. Yuck. You can enter into a pact with the devil. You could be murdered under a full moon. You could avoid practicing Catholic sacraments for 10 years. So that's Wait, me.
0: so you could be a wolf by getting murdered. Uh-huh. And then you come back alive as a werewolf. Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: If you're murdered under the full moon. Okay. Or you can simply let your Catholicism lapse for 10 years. In which case, I'm a werewolf.
0: Yeah. Have I been wolfing out and just not noticing? There would be a lot of werewolves out there if (laughs) that was the case. You
1: can get a werewolf curse... Or you could have sex with a werewolf because it's apparently an STD as well.
0: Wow. I always assumed, you know, fictionally speaking at least, that lycanthropy was kind of like the blood from the thing. Like there was some kind of blood, you get the blood on you. Yeah. And then it infects your whole blood, so your whole blood is also like a werewolf pill. Right. Like the like the Matrix, except one of the pills turns you into a furry. <laughs>
1: right did you know that werewolves are not immortal um i guess i never thought about it
0: vampires are immortal right witches are not immortal no okay are do werewolves have any life characteristics or are they just normal human lifespan except for one day a month
1: they will age more slowly um they could heal themselves faster without having to go to a doctor but they are not immortal okay and holy water does not work on werewolves.
0: Uh, yeah, this is why I, I feel the vampires are much more straight ahead with the holy water. The power of Christ compels you and all that.
1: Right, right. You cannot exercise them because they're not undead. Yeah. So it just makes them mad and it makes them wet. That's it. And then now you got a mad wet werewolf. And he's still there.
0: You know, I've watched The the Exorcist and the sequels so many times. I really, I think that getting exorcised would not piss me off. I think it would be completely sick.
1: Yeah. Um. Obviously, you could kill one with a silver bullet. But the main thing they would use to kill werewolves was Quicksilver, which is like Mercury. Like mercury. That is what is really the thing.
0: Oh, not so it's not even silver. That sounds like that was maybe uh, a mistake somebody made. Right. Maybe there was a silversmith who had a surplus of metal. And he was like, you do know this stuff kills werewolves. (laughs) Although that also, like, if you were mercury poisoned, that would probably slow you down.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep.
0: Because mercury poisoning is pretty bad.
1: Um, Did you know that in 1999 in the United States, 907 different people took out insurance policies against themselves in case they turned into werewolves?
0: Who sold them that? Who sold them that policy? I'll tell you who would never sell, never ever sell you an insurance policy against becoming a werewolf. She would just say that, I'm not going to take your money buster.
1: Right. Corey Grella. Yeah. But you know what? She's so freewheeling. I think if you insisted on it, she might work it out for you.
0: I think she might do it lemonade stand style. She might say, give me $5. I promise. Right, right. She would ease your mind at a minimum cost. That's just what kind of an insurance agent she is.
1: Yeah, she's perfect like that. And you know, the most spookiest township in central Ohio... Guess Wolf Township. <laughs> no, no.
0: We're Wolf Township. No. I give up.
1: Harlem Township.
0: Is... Oh, when you do the.
1: <laughs> when you do the. Dracula.
0: <laughs> when you do the. When you do the Dracula on it,
1: it really does.
0: (laughs) You can kinda you can kinda hear the wolf howling in the background. Yeah. Full
1: moon in Harlem Township.
0: Wah -wah You won't find a spookier place. No, not that Harlem.
1: I went to a really good Halloween party in in Harlem Township once, and that is the truth.
0: Spookiest place in central Ohio.
1: Yeah, right.
0: So. Can't beat it.
1: Can't beat it. (laughs) You can't beat the best time of the year, Halloween time. Everyone loves it. Everyone loves werewolves. Everyone loves everyone else, and everyone is going to be happy forever. Thank you. Good night.
0: That's, you know, I think, you know, we talked about going to church and going to church service. We talked about furry convention, which is sort of a form of church. Uh You know, people get together. They're all nice. They're all nice to each other. They all have a good time. I think that you keep working on your everybody has a good time and nothing bad ever happens. Good night. I think you keep working on that. You drag that out to about an hour. You got a church service. (laughs) Right, right.
1: (laughs) Right. I think
0: you got something really good yeah. there. Just
1: call me L. Ron Hubbard. I'll think of something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, if you'd like me to call you L. Ron Hubbard, patreon.com slash garbagebrainuniversity. That's where you're going to get all the 100 odd, hundred ten, hundred fifteen, something like that episodes you've never heard, along with access to our Discord chat room and all of our extras in there. This episode was suggested by nobody. By (laughs) nobody.
1: By you.
0: Yeah, I was like, we should do vampires. And it's like, well, we already already did that. (laughs) But if you do want to suggest an episode to us, you know where to do it in the Discord, baby. Thanks again for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. I love
1: you.